This is Fearless Rebel Radio, a podcast about body positivity, self-worth, anti-dieting, and feminism. I am your host, Summer Inanen, a professionally trained coach specializing in body image, self-worth, and confidence, and the best-selling author of Body Image Remix. If you're ready to break free of societal standards and stop living behind the number on your scale, then you have come to the right place. Welcome to the show. This is part two of episode 164, and I'm back with two more interviews with incredible women who are people that worked with me during the You on Fire program, and I know their stories are going to resonate with you. You can find all the links mentioned in this episode at summerinandin.com forward slash 164. In case you are wondering, You on Fire is the 12-week online group coaching program that gives you a step-by-step way of building up self-worth beyond your gene size with personalized coaching from me and lifetime access to the program so you can get free from body shame and live life on your own terms. I had quite a long intro in part one, so I don't really want to repeat myself. I was thinking about it. I was like, should I repeat myself? Should I say the same thing? Should I use the same intro? And then I thought... Probably not, because people might be like, okay, I heard you. But anyways, I, I guess what I will say is, you know, I, I think that sharing these stories is so important because I want to give you hope that it is possible, no matter your situation, to feel more neutral in your body and not let the size of your body dictate your emotions and to really be able to be kinder to yourself, just to not be an asshole to yourself. Imagine you could not be an asshole to yourself. Like how great would that feel? And I share these stories because I think that they, these women share a lot of the same fears that you probably have about doing the work around accepting your body, just in terms of like what what's going to happen. I can't trust myself. I'm not ready for this. And so I talked about a bit in, in part one, and you can, you can circle back and, and re-listen to that if you need to. But what I will say is that these stories show you that everyone really feels that way to some degree before we start working together. They all have these big fears and I'm always so proud of them when they actually pull the trigger and decide to do this work because I know that they're going to feel so much better in a few short months and they do, which is awesome. And it's not just in those short months. This is like this is a long-term game. And that's what I love about the work that I do is that the tools that I teach are things that you can revisit and reuse in all these different life situations. Cause it's not about your body. <laughs> so much of the program is actually not doing work around your body specifically. It's so much bigger than that because this is really about you believing that you are good enough and you being an advocate of your own needs and you being able to turn the volume down on your inner critic and that judgmental voice in your head to actually be able to fully experience life. And so it's a long-term thing. Like I use these, I mean, I use these tools on myself still all the time and that's, what's so great about it is that, you know, you can make a lot of change in a few short months and then you come back a couple of years later and it's like, you're so much, you're so much further in this process and it's amazing. And it's an honor for me to really witness those changes that happen with the people I work with. And so if you are curious to learn more, then definitely check out You on Fire. The next cycle is going to be starting mid-April. You can get the details at summerinandin.com forward slash You on Fire. Get on the wait list if you are listening to this on the day that it's released. The waitlist is there because enrollment 
is going to open on April 8th. And so get your name on the wait list so you can have a super special bonus and get one of the spots before they fill up. And if you're listening to this post April, then get your name on the wait list for the next cycle. And if you're listening to this, when enrollment is open, then you will actually be able to get into the program when you go to the U on fire page. Was that confusing? Anyways, just go to summer forward slash you on fire and you can get all the details and get yourself registered or get on the wait list for the next cycle, secure your spot. And I'm excited to share these stories with you today. Let's get started. Last time we met Sam and Jill, and today we're going to meet Miriam and Delaney. And so first, we're actually going to talk to Delaney. For some reason, I thought it was Miriam, but no, we're talking to Delaney first. So Delaney had an eating disorder in college, and after recovering, she was really self-conscious about her body, which had impacted her ability to hang out with friends. And she had done an intuitive eating program, but realized it wasn't really about the food, but it was about her body image and how she felt about herself. And so she took that next step to really complete the healing circle by working with me. And what I love about Delaney is that she's come really far in the time that we've worked together. She says now that it's not consuming, it's maybe consuming like 25% of her life instead of 100% of her life, which is really, really incredible. And uh, she'll, you'll hear the rest of her story here. So without further ado, this is Delaney's Spotlight. Hi, Delaney. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Thanks so much for being here. It's so nice to see you. So why don't you start by telling listener our listeners just a little bit about who you are, where you live, what you do. Sure. Yeah. So I live in Atlanta. I grew up here. I was working as an event planner for a while, but I am a nanny now and really loving it. It's a good change of pace. And I have been married to my husband for four years. Nice. Very good. Yeah. Uh, how did you find me? Just out of curiosity. I don't, I know I threw that <laughs> question in there as like a um, rogue question. So I actually did a, a different program before this. I'm going to sound like a program junkie, but I swear it was only these two. <laughs> um, but I did a program for intuitive eating. And one of the things that she really highly recommended for me to do was follow body positive people or people that looked more like me on Instagram, which you don't look particularly like me, but (laughs) um, within that whole following of new people, I found you and I started listening to your podcast, which is how I heard about you on fire. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I always like to know how people (laughs) found me. So why don't you tell everyone just a little bit about what your frustrations were with your body before we started working together? Uh, Yeah, so I... um, actually developed an eating disorder when I went to college and had a lot of restriction issues and major unhealthy relationship with exercise. So when I kind of got over that restriction bit and eased up on the exercise, I gained a lot, a lot of weight, which was my body kind of retaliating for all of the shit that I put it through. (laughs) So I, I end up carrying a lot of weight in my stomach, which is my biggest like thing that I was self-conscious about and really affected, you know, when I would go out with people and all of my friends are pretty thin. So it was a really big comparison game 
even between people that I loved and cared for and knew that they felt the same way about me, it was really hard for me to kind of do things in public or even with close friends. But then outside of that circle was just really difficult specifically because I could never stop thinking about what I looked like. Yeah. Yeah. And it had a big impact on your life then. Oh yeah. 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 And so it sounds like you had kind of like healed your relationship with food, but then this was still kicking around. I had not healed my relationship with food, which is why I started the intuitive eating program, which, so I developed the worst part of my eating disorder when I was a freshman in college. So at that point, oh my gosh, it's been almost eight years, which is crazy. (laughs) So that was about eight, maybe even nine years ago. And I didn't even hear about intuitive eating until after I graduated. So during that time, I was still struggling and kind of trying to fix the problem on my own. Um, But I found out about intuitive eating through a counselor at school and read the book and started trying to do it for almost two years by myself, which I definitely needed that time with how severe of a problem I was having. I really needed that time to kind of ease in and understand the concepts, but I was definitely not at a place where I was healthy or like truly eating intuitively. And so then when I, I kind of picked it up again and I was like, I really like, I know this is going to work for me. I just need to, I need someone to help me, which is why I did the other program. Um, but then when I was going through that program, I realized, Hey, this is great. I'm so glad I did this. But I'm realizing a lot of the underlying issues are not about food. It's about my body image and how I feel about myself. And I have, you know, really low self esteem, I really need someone who's going to help me work through that side of it, because it's all kind of coming back to this. And that's not what this program is about. Yeah, the groundwork I needed, like the food and kind of getting over that part. But you on fire was much, it was that more niche of, Hey, we're going to talk about food for a minute, but that's not what this is about. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I mean like body dissatisfaction is really what puts you into that place of like having that bad relationship with food and disordered relationship with food. And so if you don't deal with that, then it keeps popping up and (laughs) It's just going to be a continual problem. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Was there anything else that happened that made you decide you wanted to change? It was really more of a slow build. I didn't have a light bulb moment or anything like that, but it was just kind of one thing led to another that snowballed in a good way of, okay, I see that this is a problem and I am mentally capable of fixing that right now. So let's focus on that okay, wait, now I'm seeing it's actually more of the, you know, self-confidence and body image. Let's work on that. And so it was a long and slow line, but I'm getting there. Yeah. And it is, I think that's like, I think a lot of people have to understand that is that it is, it is like a long process. And I think your path is so similar to like a lot of other people, like a lot of people kind of come into the program who have done some kind of, you know, like intuitive eating work and then, kind of realize like, Oh, this, this other stuff is really happening at the forefront that I need to deal with. And it takes some time. So, you know, good for you for sticking with it and recognizing that and then getting support. 
Well, for me, um, in hindsight, that was a big part of the first like one or two modules. And if I would not have done the intuitive eating work that I did before, just with the specific problems I was having and kind of the severity of where my mental state was with food, I would have had a difficult time continuing on in the program. Like I really needed that groundwork first. And I know that's not true for everybody, but I'm very glad that I did that in the order that I did. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, that's good. That's very good. I'm glad that worked for you. So what were some of the um, things that really helped you along the way? Like some of the things that helped you move forward? Um, Like things in the program? Yeah. I think that one of the things that really helped me, and this was, you might have even said this to me before I started the program, but that the end goal is not necessarily to love your body. Like that would be amazing, but just not caring about it so much. Yes. And I I never realized that was an option, which is a big trend of everything that I learned. Like, wow, I can't believe that I can just not care about this. I never, that never occurred to me. Yeah. So that was really big. I think the best module in terms of kind of helping me move along was um, the core values and figuring out what your core values are and just kind of, you know, if you don't get along with someone or if something happens, it's, you don't have to take it personally. It's not necessarily about you. It's much more about your core values and the other person's core values that are just not matching up. So it's like, you can still appreciate people and you can still be okay with yourself even if you don't, you know, you're not best friends with every person. Yeah, that can be so helpful with like people pleasing and um, like overcoming fear of judgment. I think that that really, um, that's where I see that, that like framework and those tools being really, really helpful is like giving that totally different perspective that, you know, you're you and they're them. And like, it's okay for people not to get along or not to like you. Yeah. And that's, that's definitely consistent. Uh, you know, people pleasing has been my whole life since birth. So yeah, <laughs> one of the biggest things that I've been trying to work through. And that was also one of the biggest kind of moments was, I don't know exactly how you worded it, but basically owning the things about yourself so like even if it's not something that you would necessarily say is positive but like you know that it's a part of you just to like don't be ashamed of it just own it and then it won't be shameful like once it's spoken you're not gonna be embarrassed about it if you just really like own it and know it and kind of move on yes and that was really big for me too yes Yeah. Yeah. That can be like, that can really give, you know, give you your power back, I guess, is a a way of saying it. It's like to own something about yourself. Do you want to give any specifics around that or? Yeah. So it's kind of a silly example, but um, (laughs) one of the like biggest problems that I, or that's not the right word. One of the biggest foods that I just kept on getting hung up on and I felt a lot of shame around. I just love a Coke. I love it. And I, in my intuitive eating program, I did that like 
where you focus on the one food thing multiple times with Coke. And I would be like, okay, great. I feel great about it. And then a couple of weeks later, I would just notice like, uh oh, like this is happening again. Turns out it was not about my permission with it. It was more about my shame around it. And when I brought it up in one of the conversations, you're like, honestly, the amount of soda that you drink sounds super normal and fine. And you made me say, (laughs) okay, repeat this after me. Hi, my name is Delaney and I drink soda every day. Like it was really hard for me to repeat it. Yeah, I was just like, so there's so much shame around it. And after I said that, I think I was being really weird on the call too. I was just like laughing and like trying to brush it off because I was so mortified to say that out loud. But then throughout the whole week, I just kept on saying like, you know what, I'm going to drink a soda every day. And I don't think I even did. But it was just like, it really made it less shameful, which is very, it, again, that's a very silly example, but it's it not on me. It's not. I was hoping you would share that. I wanted, I, yeah, I didn't want to like insert that example in there without your permission, but that's what I thought you were kind of referring to when you said that. Cause it was like a major light bulb moment. And, um, yeah, sometimes we can do fun, ridiculous things and it actually really works. <laughs> so. But I mean, even for since, since I, you know, said that, you know, hi, my name's Delaney. I drink soda every day. It kind of made me think of, not food related things that like, you know, these are things that I'm embarrassed about myself. But what if I just wasn't embarrassed about it? And it was just like, a quirky thing that, you know, people can know about me rather than being embarrassed about, you know, being a, you know, control freak, I just say, yeah, y'all know me, I'm a control freak, just move along, like, go about your day. Yeah, I just owned it, then it wouldn't have to be I wouldn't have to be worried about it. That's awesome. I love it. So good. That's so good. I love that that had such an impact on you. (laughs) So what were some of the specific things you've noticed about how you feel about your body since doing the program? And my son is kind of screaming in the background, but that's okay. (laughs) Definitely just more... I, I notice what I'm thinking a lot more. So instead of just having a constant negative feedback loop of information... There are some times when I can actually say, oh, wait, I am belittling myself for no reason. Let's just like pause, take a breath and like keep going with my day. And just like more awareness of like, wow, why am I being terrible to myself right now? Nothing even happened. Like just a little pause. (laughs) More of like a tangible, a tangible thing. I've not all the time, but sometimes worn things that were, I was definitely still uncomfortable in them. But the fact that I wore them at all is like a big step. So I wore um, shirts that were a little tighter or like kind of clinged um, to my stomach, which is the part of my body that I'm really self-conscious about. And, you know, like boulder prints, you can't see this. I'm wearing a cheetah print top right yeah, now. Yeah, I love I it. Never wear <laughs> But I just bought it on Friday and decided to wear it this weekend. So just a little more bold than I normally would be, which is not bold. So (laughs) that's Um, awesome. 
That's amazing. And so, um, like, I know you talked about kind of the, the soda thing. You mentioned like wearing the clothes and stuff. Were there any other highlight moments for you that you wanted to share? I was saying a little bit earlier that just like how the frustrations that I had with my body really took me like out of social situations. And I was just really in my head about it. And on New Year's Eve, we went to a big um, get together with a lot of my husband's friends that are newer acquaintances to me. And it was the first time in a while that I actually went out and kind of mingled with people and wasn't completely losing my mind the whole time. And I enjoyed myself and you know, obviously I was still, there were still moments of like, oh God, what are you doing? But it wasn't that constant, you know, 100% of the time. Like there were moments of silence where I actually could just enjoy myself and I wasn't thinking about everything that other people could possibly be thinking about me, which is really nice. And I, I posted a picture of myself wearing a two-piece bathing suit onto my social media which is wild yeah (laughs) and I wrote a poem oh yeah yeah (laughs) that's right that's right and how how I've done anything with yet but well it's really good (laughs) really good really good how did all that feel just like I'm keeping the ball rolling slow progress kind of chipping away one thing after the next but it was all scary for sure but I was proud of myself for each one after yeah yeah it's amazing good job scary (laughs) yeah but you did it you did the thing and like you know to to go from being so um stressed out in social situations to having moments where you're able to just kind of like be present and enjoy Um, yeah that's a huge change yeah it is I just that's my consistent thing is that I'm just always in my head and so to not be in my head especially at something like that was really nice yeah brilliant um so how does it feel to kind of you know work through some of these things and get some of that baggage off your shoulders and be where you are now it feels good you know I definitely I'm going to redo a lot of the activities and keep on kind of revisiting and rethinking some of the things I'm yeah, going to get in my head about it. again. (laughs) um, Yeah. I, I think it's all things that yes, valuable to do the first time, but like you could always revisit and learn something new. Totally. So I think I'm going to redo several of them specifically that were really difficult the first time it would be easier to do again now that I'm like past where I was Mm -hmm. and that's the way it's set up is so that you can do that and and that the tools remain relevant no matter where you are in this process and that you get something new out of it every time you revisit it or you can lean on it when you're going through a situation where like you know you're starting to feel body shame again or you're getting in your head So yeah, that's awesome. I think like, it's like, I commend you for doing that, like for committing to it and um, putting in the work and continuing to put in the work because 
like a year from now, it'll be amazing to see where you are and what you've done and how far you've come. Because you did the benchmark score, right? Like you did the benchmark score. Yeah. And I'm really glad that you had that in there. So it was was this little quiz that you filled out before and then you filled out at the last module. And I think I had like 30 or something points difference, which it was on a scale of like 100. So it was a pretty big difference. Yeah, I feel like your score almost doubled or something. Like it was really good. I have my little journal here. Let me see if I can find it. It was like, the first one was like 53 or something. And the other one was in the 80s, I think. Yeah, that's amazing. My head goes right to calculating percentages because of my history as like an analyst. So (laughs) I was like trying to calculate your percentage. I'm like, that's a 50% increase or something. Okay, I don't see it right away. (laughs) Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It was a significant increase. It was it was either 50% more. It's 57 to 84. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, Yeah. that's awesome. I was kind of feeling like when I did the quiz, like, I don't know, that week, I was kind of feeling like, Uh, I don't know if I really like made that much progress. Like, I don't feel that different. But then when I actually like see, oh, yeah, I guess I do feel that different because that's a huge change. So yeah, that's great. Yeah, because it's like one of those things that it's not like a tangible change, right? It's not like, you know, we're so used to like weight loss programs where it's like, okay, you lose weight, like that's the goal, like you can physically see it. But with mental stuff, you don't physically see it. It just shows up differently in your life. And like, it's it's hard to account for that. And so that's why I do have you kind of take stock of that in the beginning to make sure that you're acknowledging your progress. And also like, you know, if things aren't changing, then we'll change things up and do it differently. But (laughs) yeah, so I'm so glad you did that. So yeah, so like, how, like, how are you feeling now? Do you feel like you're like able to be a little more present or like you're less in your head a bit? Like what's, what's it like to, to be where you are now versus where, where when you started? I'm feeling, you know, one of the things that you were saying was like, the goal isn't to love your body. And I've just really noticed that I can kind of see myself or see pictures of myself or like, you know, walk by a reflection and it doesn't impact my whole day. It doesn't, you know, I can just look at it and be like, well, I don't love it, but okay, bye. Like, yeah. I'm, like it's just not consuming 100% of my life. I would even say it's not even consuming 25% of my life, which is absolutely wild. Like from where I was, you know, freshman year of college and hardly even surviving. Like it's a really big difference. Yeah. That's amazing. Awesome. What's uh, what's one piece of advice you'd give to um, someone who's listening? Mm -hmm. I would say ask for help if you need it. I want to say two pieces. Yeah, that's fine. Go ahead. That was really short. So (laughs) ask for like, seriously, ask for help, especially professional help, because it's really hard to navigate everything on your own. But I think the and I don't think that I specifically heard this from you, but I heard this or found this or something along this process. And it's like really been a good reminder for me throughout is that treat yourself like your best friend. 
for me, it's really hard to just be nice to myself and have compassion for myself. And so thinking about like, why, why are you talking to yourself like this? Why are you judging yourself? Why, like, why do you have these low standards? And then even, you know, is this how you would want your best friend to eat? Do you want your best friend to eat shitty box diet food every day and be sad? Like, no, if your friend is coming over for dinner, what are you going to make them? Yeah. Why don't you make that for your, like, just if you have a hard time, which I definitely do of like, just respecting yourself on your own, like picture your best friend and just be like that to you. Yeah. Brilliant. So good. So true too. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. Is there anything else that you want to share before we wrap it up? It's really hard work, but you're strong as hell and you can do it. (laughs) Yes, I agree. Well, thank you. I'm so proud of you. Like really, really proud. And um, yeah, really, it's been awesome to see you show up every week and, and do the work. And you always had such really, you always had such thoughtful questions. Like you'd always like Thanks thought for through everything. answering 30 minutes of questions for me. <laughs> <laughs> they were always really thoughtful and um, yeah, just being like so honest and, and vulnerable through the process. And, and yeah, you just have so much to be proud of. And like I said, I can't wait to see where you are in like a year. I think it's going to be even more amazing. And just seeing you in the leopard top right now. I'm like, Oh yeah, she's, she's here. She's doing it. (laughs) Well, I really appreciate it. And I loved the program and I love being in the group and we'll post updates, but I had a great time. And just for people listening, I'm a huge fan of your podcast. I binged all of the episodes. (laughs) They're great. You should definitely. And this body image series is amazing. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad you like it. That's awesome. Good. Super fan. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you so much, Delaney. Thank you. Rock on. I'm so proud of how far Delaney has come in our time together. It's just really, really amazing to see. And I just know she's going to be like in an even more amazing position in like a year from now. So next up, we are chatting with Miriam and Miriam is 56 years old and felt like her body was never good enough, like through the majority of her life. And that spiraled into her thinking that her life wasn't good enough and feeling like she had to get everything perfect and controlled. And if she did that, then she would finally be happy. And she felt tired and defeated from all that energy that she was expending on thinking about these things and criticizing herself. And And she's come such a long way and I'm really, really proud of what she's been able to accomplish. She was able to take a huge leap and do something that was a big dream of hers, which you will hear about. So this is Miriam's Spotlight. Hi, Miriam. Welcome to the show. Hi, Summer. Thanks for having me. Thanks. It's so nice to see you. So before we kind of get into things, I'd love you to just tell our listeners just a little bit about who you are, what you do, where you live. I live in um, in a rural burb north of London, Ontario. I grew up in Halliburton and came to London to university, met the love of my life, and the rest is kind of history. We put down roots here and um, have lived here ever since. And how many kids do you have? 
I have three children. I have one who is doing her residency, I guess her medical residency. So right now it's quite an interesting time for her. And she's, she's pretty nervous with this, with the COVID that's coming through and what that might mean to her and her life and her prepared preparedness. She's pretty, yeah. It's, and then I have uh, twins who are in their fourth year of university. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, a little bit busy at times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not anymore, but still busy. So why don't you tell everyone a little bit about what your frustrations were with your body or with your relationship with you before we started working together? My frustration was that it just wasn't good enough and my body wasn't good enough. And then that spiral too, that my life wasn't good enough. Things just weren't good enough and it was um, imperfect enough. Yeah. And I felt that the if I could just, if I could just make it perfect, if I could just change the way I looked, lost that last 10 pounds, had my windows washed and my floor clean, if I could just do it and the tighter I put the controls on in my life, the unhappier I became, and the more tired I became. Yeah. And how long was that going on for, for you? You know, I don't know when it started. It's not like all of a sudden you go, Oh, today I'm going to, I'm going to become a mess. It, it likely just continued to creep, right? Like as you, as something, you know, it kind of started when I was eight um, with a silly situation comment that wasn't silly to me. But when I look back, I go, okay, you know, for the next person, it would have just wouldn't have defined them. But for me, that was, that became my defining moment. And then there's just, as life goes on, you interpret comments or you interpret gestures that reinforce that feeling and it just continues to grow. Whereas, yeah, I think, I think you look for, I don't know whether you look for it, but you see it, you see things and you, you kind of make that part of the package. And so the package becomes bigger and bigger and and it was at some point in your life, and so maybe for some people it doesn't, but uh, for me it was when my kids left, like all three of them left in the same year for university moving out and my daughter getting married and, and that all of a sudden I was really lost. Yeah. And I was really tired and became unhappy. And, you know, the doctor was like, I was physically not feeling well went for medical testing. There was some things that were weird, but then they really, really didn't lead to anything. And then his answer was, I think you're depressed. And that got me pissed off. Mm-hmm. I'm not depressed. I won't, I won't fall into that. And I was like, okay, you gotta, gotta find a solution. You have to do something because you don't want to live your life this way any longer. I didn't know what I was going to find. I actually was looking for the answer again in, okay, I'll just take a, I'll just look for another diet. Yes. Look for another program. I'll look for something that's going to give me the perfect answer. Cause there's going to be an answer. There's got to be an answer out there that's going to click for me. Mm-hmm. And because you keep trying and failing and trying and giving up and starting again. And so that was kind of my impetus. Like the January 1st, I was going to find another kick-ass nutritional program. Yeah. 
And so what what prompted you to kind of like make the change and start to work on just accepting your body as it is? Well, I did join a nutritional program and within that structure, it was also about within their recipe of losing weight and photos and all of that stuff. It was also about finding out who you were, learning to love yourself. What, what's your mission statement? What are your whys in your life? What, what makes you happy? What makes you sad? Um, how do you dial more into the things that make you happy? Um, how do you say no to the things that don't fulfill you? And I was 56. I'd never answered those questions in my life. I just kind of went through life, you know, like maybe on a, on a certain level you do because you tend to gravitate to what makes you happy and you tend to leave what doesn't make you happy. But to really think about it, when somebody asked me what my mission statement was, I was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what my mission in my life is, like raise my children, I guess. I don't know. Now they're gone. Is that why I'm sad, right? Like, so it was, it was quite an eye-opener to start peeling the layers back and then some of the layers I peel back and I didn't like, I kind of put the layer back up because it was like, oh God, I don't know how to deal with that Pandora's box. Because I knew there was a Pandora's box there, but I didn't know what was inside the box. And, um, and then that led me to you because I was talking with my coach about my body image issues and she suggested to follow you in your blogs which I did. And I followed you for a year, like a little bit for a year. And then I joined this ship. Yeah. And I'm so glad you found me. I am too. (laughs) (laughs) So in terms of like moving forward, what were some of the things that really, that you felt really held to along the way? The structure of your program for me was so good because I would look at the first question, how you, how you had this, you know, almost like an essay, you'd have this generalized, you know, introduction statement about what we were going to be doing in this module. And I kind of go, oh, I don't know if that really relates to me. And, or, oh yeah, maybe, but I'm not quite sure what she's asking. But a lot of it was, I think a little bit of denial is like, oh, I'm not sure if that really relates to me. And then the questions just kept like dialing down and dialing down and you know, I took the time, I really took the time to write my answers out. And by the time I got to the last question, which I don't know, usually had what, 10 or 15, something like that. I'd have this major epiphany and kind of go, Oh, Oh my goodness. Like that's, that's about, Oh, well now I, I, now I have, you know, clear insight as to, why I do some of the things I do or in good and bad. And so I would say that was really great for me. And the other was that I felt it was a very contained and safe environment. And I could, I could be brutally honest with myself and other people were brutally honest. And I was like, wow, they got some big warts and I got some big warts. That's okay. Right. And we can, I can verbalize my warts and not pretend they're there, not there. And that was really helpful because I've lied to myself. I realized how much I've lied to myself over my life and I wasn't honest. 
I'm really, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, go ahead. You go ahead. Go ahead. Yep. No, I was going to say, I'm really curious to know, cause you mentioned kind of like drilling down. Was there any, like, is there an example that you could share that you can think of that um, might give it a little bit more context? I should have read one of the modules through and I didn't. I'm trying to think of something too. I guess, I guess one of them was the doppelganger. I was like, Oh, who's that? What what is that? Like what what's that all about? And I kind of went, I don't know. Do, do I have somebody on my shoulder kind of talking to me? Like I don't know. It's I, I know I have this voice in my head every once in a while that seems to you know talk back to me. Um, and it was just kind of I guess the question was you know do you have a doppelganger? Well I don't know, right? And then it was well who do you, you know, close your eyes and visualize, like, you know, like when you have that voice speaking to you, what, what could you visualize it as? Well, okay. Mine became a snake, you know? Okay. Well now what does your snake do? You know? And it was, it was, it was just answering all of those questions and then realizing that the doppelganger was not there to be Satan in my head, but it was there to be, sorry, I guess I shouldn't use the religious connotation, but um, but it was there to protect me from what I had been hurt from in the past. And it was working through all those questions then to see that connection to the lonely girl was the doppelganger. And the doppelganger is saying mean things to me because it's trying to protect me from putting myself out there so I can't be hurt again. And to understand that cycle of, and that you then can start breaking it. So that's where I kind of, down. I can't think of all the questions that were asked. Yeah, no, 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 you don't need to. No, I just, I'm, I'm curious to know even from that, like, and for people that aren't, are listening and are like, what is she talking about in terms of a doppelganger? It's really just like our inner critic, the negative voice in our head. What was the impact of having that knowledge on your life and what you were able to then do after having that information? Well, I, for me, knowledge is, is power. Um, the power is not the insight power. So like, I always, I always knew there was, for me, I guess there, I always knew that there was a reason why, and I wanted to know what the reason why I behaved the way I did. Yeah. Did the destructive things because I didn't think it was just willpower. Right. So I went down the path of, well, maybe it's if I have B12, I won't do it. Or maybe if I diet or maybe if I lose 10 pounds or, you know, whatever, I thought that would give me my answer right to the, those whys and that insight. So that, that connection of this doppelganger, this inner critic and really understanding that it really is like a force, a force in my life and to recognize it and to understand why it's there took away that feeling that I, my life was out of control because it was under the control of some other force that I didn't know. Yeah. Wow. Super powerful. Now, I don't feel that anymore. I feel like I have my own ability to steer my own boat. Yes. I'm not perfect. There's still so many things to learn. And as we discussed last night on our last, you know, follow-up call, it'll, it'll always be there. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just learning how to interact with it to interact with your inner critic will be whether you're going to be a victim of it or whether it's going to be just somebody that's in your life. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's awesome. No, super powerful. And like to have that, to have that impact kind of how you show up. And I know like in our conversations together, what I noticed was how you were able to then, you know, stop taking the direction of it and to, you know, take action from, from a place of like what you truly want and, and really showing up as like who, who you are versus, you know, sort of conforming to the direction of the, that voice inside of you. That's what mm-hmm. I noticed. Yeah. Yeah. I would say so. So what are some of the, the specific things that you feel about yourself now since, since doing this work together? I'm, I'm much happier, uh, but I was happy before too. So I, I wouldn't say I had an unhappy life, Yeah. but now I feel com- much more complete. Um, I feel like I'm in control of my life. I, I think I don't understand how my friends and my family don't say, wow, what happened to you? Because I think I look completely different that they would say, wow, you're just such a different person. But I guess, you know, it's, it's an internal thing and it doesn't show completely on the outside, but it just, there's less baggage, you know, like I, I make decisions now because that's something that I would like to do, not in a selfish way, not a like, well, I want to go, you know, to Bali. It's not that kind of, I want to, but it's like, no, you know what? Like, like for an example, one of my things was I love to be connected to people. And that was one of the things that I worked through and I, I discovered it with myself with you and belonging and being connected to people is very, very important to me. And I, would always like, you know, say, oh, Summer, do you want to go for coffee? And Summer would say, oh, yes, of course I do. But then Summer wouldn't ask me back. And then I would be like, oh, well, what, what's the use? Why do I have to keep asking? Right? And it, I would spin it in such a negative way. And now, and now I'm like, I'll just ask Summer again. Because I don't care whether Summer asks me back. Because I'm doing it because I want to connect with her. And... If she says yes, then she obviously wants to connect with me. But if she doesn't ask me, that's okay. She might be too busy. It might not be important to her to ask. She's a different person. And maybe her need for connection is totally different than mine. And mine, I know, is very large. So I'm okay with that now. So it takes away that whole spin of all the negative crap that was in my life. And it makes you so tired, right? Like it's comparing yourself to others and finding yourself needing something, whatever that need is, because you're never good enough. There's always somebody that's got a better purse or a pair of shoes or a cleaner house or better hair or nicer eyebrows or it never, ever ends. Right. And when you're in that cycle, it just sucks the life right out of you. And so the biggest changes is that I have room in my life for so many other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That gives me goosebumps hearing you say that. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. And what, so what were some of the highlights for you or what are some of those other things that like you've been able to make space for? Well, my biggest thing is my art. So I always wanted to, I was always creative. I built a house, I've designed, I've done things. I've always wanted to be an artist. I've always wanted to paint and never had the confidence to do it, didn't know where to start. And so in my journey, kind of finding myself 
I had a challenge a couple of years ago to do something. What's the biggest desire that you would want to do and that you're afraid to do it? And it was painting. So I went like, okay, put the phone down, found a painting lesson in London and went to it. And, but I want to go to the next level. I want to, I want to call myself an artist. I want to take it seriously. I want it to be part of my life. It's very, it's a passion that fuels me. And I, so I think that's, that's where I have the biggest um, opening of my life is to be able to start exploring my creativity. Because if you don't have confidence, if you don't have that open space in yourself, you, you can't create art if you're a critic of who you are. Mm-hmm. Then you judge every brush stroke you put down in every color. And it'll look like you've been thinking along the way. It looks like you've been judging yourself becomes because it comes this stiff black box in the middle of a white page, so to speak. And... So yeah, that would be my biggest, my biggest thing of, of where, where my life has gone. And you, yeah. And you signed up for a course like that you probably like, that was a big, you know, move for you that you, well, I don't know. You can tell me like whether or not you would have done that before, or if that was something that like you feel this gave you like the real kind of courage to sign up for that course. Yeah. So so yeah, I signed up for Art to Life, which is a very, it's a phenomenal program that just has so many fundamental beliefs to it, even though it's an art course that's so similar to yours, like about just that whole growth of, you know, accepting where you are on your path, right? Your path, where you are right now in your path is where you're meant to be. Don't envy people that are ahead of you and Um, don't pity the people who are behind you, right? Like you can help the people behind you and the people ahead of you will help you, you know? And so I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have signed up for this. It's, it's a big investment and it's a big investment in time. So it was, it was me being able to be in the place to say, no, this is important to me and my family, this 12 weeks, this is what I'm doing. And I'm, I'm taking myself serious and, you you have to too because that's this is what I'm doing, and so I had I had that mental place to be able to make that decision, and also I think what really kind of gave me that spark and uh, the vision that I knew I could do it was when we did that visualization and we visualized meeting our future self and saying hello and talking to them. And who I met, I absolutely loved. And I was like, that's me. That's, that's who I am going to be. And I was like, okay, yeah, she's a kick-ass artist. I am going to be a kick-ass artist. Like, that's me. And so it just gave me, like, I just lost doubt that this program was not for me. At times, I still have pretty big hiccups because... Some of the artists that are in this group, they've been coming back for four or five years and they are international artists. Like they're incredible. They're incredibly, like they're just incredibly talented or successful because I think everybody can learn to be creative. So I don't want to see talented in the sense that you're born with it or not born with it. I don't believe that at all. 
I think people just have a passion and when you follow your passion, you just become really good at what you do when you follow your passion. But anyways, I'm definitely on a different place in the path than these other individuals are. And it is a little bit, I have to swallow sometimes posting my work, knowing that it's up, up beside, you know, somebody else's and, uh, but that's okay. You know what? Like this is where I am today and tomorrow will be, on a different place in the path in five years from now, I'll be on a different place in the path. And so I'm just going to learn what I can today with what I have. And that's what I, like I really admire about you is that that takes a lot of bravery and courage because you know, what I remember is when we first started this together, like you were having, you didn't even want to paint sometimes because your inner critic was so loud and you were like, you know, just afraid of, people judging you or it not being good enough. And, and so to see you come to this place where you're in this course, you're sharing your work, like with all these other people and, you know, people who have more experience and things like that. Like, I'm just, I think it's so cool. And I love the way that, you know, you coming into this program has kind of evolved into it. Like you now having this, like, you know, well, you already had the passion, but you being able to really express it and invest your time in it and like connect with it from a real purposeful place and share that with others. And so, yeah, it's just, it just, it's like, it, it just shows that it's so much more than just the body, <laughs> you know, cause you're, just, <laughs> if people are listening to this and it's like, you know, like, yes, the, you know, you on fire is really kind of a body image program, but ultimately like it's just, it's so much bigger than that. And that's, yeah, you're just an example of how that can play out in someone's life. And it's, and I, and I'm just really admire what you've been able to do with that and how you've been able to take action from everything that you've learned. Yeah. Yeah. Cause in the end, it isn't about your body. It, it is. That's, <laughs> what we, that's what we society leads you to. It's an easy thing, right? It's an easy, it, it's an easy thing for our, our critic or inner critic to make you fixate on because it's around us everywhere. So it's the easiest thing to use to punish yourself in a way. Yeah. So it, and, but in the end it's, it's not about your body. And that's, I guess that's the biggest epiphany I had is it's just not about my body. Yeah. So how does all of this? Yes. Love it. That, That actually was one of the biggest things for me is that, I always was like, well, you gotta love it. You gotta love yourself. And you were like, no, why do you have to love it? Why, why do you have to say you love everything about yourself? You know, I don't love everything about my husband. He doesn't love everything about me. So why do I have to love everything about my body? I don't. Yes. As, as soon as I kind of went, oh, so I can say I hate my fluffy middle. Perfect. And I still don't like it, but yeah. I don't need to change. Yeah. That, that's where the difference is. So I always felt I had to change it to love it. And now I don't have to love it. I can just say, oh, yeah, it looks pretty shitty today, but whatever. (laughs) And go on with your day and still do stuff and not let it, like, eat away at you and change your decisions and anything else like that. Yeah. Oh, it's just, in the end, it's not about my body. It's about who I am. Yeah, brilliant. So how does all that feel then, to to be where you are now and to not have that dictating everything? I hate to say empowering because that just to me is such a trite term in some ways because it's always used, right? And I'm so empowered. I'm so empowered, right? I guess, I guess it's your, you know, I guess 
it's, I feel like I'm on fire. I feel this anticipation of what's around the corner, what possibilities are out there now for me, because I, I spent so much time and you didn't, you don't realize how much time you spend and how much mental energy you spend, you know, counting your calories and wondering if it's, you know, are carrots okay? Cause they have sugar. So then do I eat an apple? Cause that has sugar, right? Like, you know, like yeah. what really palm size, what's a palm size of chicken? You know, is that before you cook it or after you cook it? Right. <laughs> so then you're on the internet for, you know, three days about whether the palm size is pre-cooked or post-cooked. And it's <laughs> oh like so ridiculous, right? Like you do. Well, I did. Anyway. I, yeah, I, I hear you. Yes. I had an Excel spreadsheet. I and, get it. <laughs> you know, like you're, you're counting so much, so much of your time and energy is just spent on that. And I was tired. So I'm not tired anymore. Now I'm energized. I'm on fire. So I remember our first call, you said, you look so defeated. You look so tired. And I'm like, yeah, because if this isn't, if this isn't going to get me to the next point in my life, I don't know what is because I'm tired of it all. Right. Like I am pretty defeated about it. So yeah. I don't remember telling you that. I feel like, oh, did I really say that? But some, I suppose I am honest. I mean, I see what I see. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no. I see it when you said that. Like I can see that. Like I looked like, you know, on yes, the yes, oh, yes. You know, like it's, yeah, uh, yeah. And then, and then, you know, I, I, I recall, like, you know, the last time we talked, not the last time we talked, but the time before that, when you were like, I feel like Freddie Mercury. Like I feel so free, and um, and and so yeah, big change, and that's 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 amazing. That um, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that we. Where we are where we are now and I'm, I'm super proud of you so that's amazing thanks yeah I'm super happy good, so. good. is there any uh, piece of advice that you want to give to people listening before we wrap up I would say um, I wish I wish I had the wisdom or or the vision when I was younger to to start following this to want to end it to realizing that your body is not the answer you think it is and you like you're so focused on that I just hope that somebody hearing me would say okay maybe she's right maybe maybe there's another answer that I can find to find happiness and to get out of this cycle because even when I first started, you know, with you, it sometimes I was like, oh, that's bullshit. That doesn't have anything to do with me. <laughs> you, know, you know, like I'd be like, and then it's like, no, she's right. Like, really, it is right. Like, like, yeah, it's, it isn't about the body and you got to get over that. Right. I, I thought I could kind of have both, all of it. Right. I could still myself tiny. I could still do this. I could still do that. Cause somebody didn't know what she was talking about. Like, you know, and so I, I just hope somebody, realizes that you know what your eulogy you don't want somebody to say man she knew how to diet and have clean windows that's a sad eulogy right like we want to be known for something else and you don't want to be wasting so much of our precious time in life worrying about whether you got you know leopard skin shoes and a tight pair of jeans right like it doesn't matter yeah just doesn't matter anymore so good so well yeah. said. So well said. Well, thank you so much for that. Is there anything you want to add before we wrap it up? 
No, I just, just, you've got a great program and I super appreciate everything that you've done for me. And, you know, you've, you, you have such a great way of using words to give me a bit of an answer, but then make me look and answer it myself. And then when I get a little bit down, you kind of just have the right way of, or if I get stuck of just rewording something and then I kind of go, Oh, okay. There's another way of looking at that, you know, and just twisting, twisting that thought pattern just a little bit that you can get yourself out of that hole and get back to moving forward and moving forward. So I do super appreciate it. Oh, thank you. That's such a nice compliment. I really appreciate that. Well, it's been such a pleasure. I just, I've loved, I've loved seeing how far you've gotten in our, in our short time together. And I can't wait to see where you are a year from now and just, you know, what you're up to and what you're doing. And, um, you're truly an inspiration for like, you know, especially people who are kind of feeling like, okay, like I've been doing this for so long and like, what is the point? And, and that it's never too late to, to kind of do this work. Not that you're like old or anything like that, but just, <laughs> you know, that <laughs> it's, you know, it's, you're it, late. Even yeah. if you're, seven, you're never too late, right? Even if you're 80, you're never too late. You still, if you're still alive, it's never too late 100%. because you still have, you still have life ahead of you Yeah. and why waste why waste what you have? Yeah. Nice. Sadness. So, oh, yeah. And I just have so much respect for, um, for you and for trusting me with this process. So thank you. Thanks, Summer. Thanks. Rock on. Okay. I'm so proud of Miriam. It's really, really cool to see where, how far she's gotten. And I know she made that comment about like me saying she looked tired and how she just feels so much more energized now. And it is, it's, it's really amazing to kind of hear the difference in people's voices and see that in their demeanor once they've done this work. And so I hope that you feel inspired and that this is possible for you, that it is possible for you to go from fretting about your body to just not really thinking about it that much anymore, not having it consume your life and to start to see you for who you are and really, really experience life to its fullest. So if you want to learn more, then go to summerinandin.com forward slash you on fire. You can also find the video version of these spotlights and a link to watch the entire spotlight series that has, I think over 20 interviews from people who've done this program with me over the years at summerinandin.com forward slash 164. I've been running this program for almost five years and I am always blown away by the transformations that take place. And it's just so much more than liking the way you look. I mean, it's not, it's not even about that. As you heard a lot of them say, like, sometimes they don't like the way they look. It's about not caring about the way that they look. And it's about really knowing their value is in who they are and not how they look and freeing up that mental space so that they can just be and be more present and enjoy life. So if you're curious to do that with me, take that leap. Let's do this. Now is the time. Think about how far you could be in three months from now. Why wait any longer? This is your time. Let's do this. Okay. Thank you so much for listening today. Rock on. I'm Summer Inanin, and I want to thank you for listening today. You can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Summer Inanin. If you haven't yet, Go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this show. I would be so grateful. Until next time, rock on. Rock on.